Hello and welcome to Bold Identity, Bold Belief. I'm your host, Cindy Carpenter, and let's jump right in to our podcast today of what you won't hear in church. Okay, so we're going to look at the book of Philippians and we're going to look in chapter 2. I think I mentioned this on a different podcast, probably the first one of what you won't hear in church, but there was so much and it was such an overview, we didn't really go deep into any particular subject. So we'll go deep into this particular subject. Okay, so here we go. Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 5 here. It says, and I'm reading from the King James Version, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath or also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Okay, so this is Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 13, and that is in the King James Version. I'm going to read it to you again, but I'm going to read it to you in the Wiest Version, the Kenneth S. Wiest. New Testament, and um, we're going to see the difference here and what this brings out, and then we'll talk about it. Okay, Philippians chapter 2, verses, uh, where did I start again? 5, I think it was. Yeah, verses 5. We'll start there. This actually starts, yeah, okay, it's kind of verse 6 in this one. They kind of run them together in this version, so um, let this mind be in you, okay? Um, This mind be constantly having in you. This is the mind which is also in Christ Jesus, who has always been 
and at present continues to subsist in that mode of being in which he gives outward expression of his essential nature, that of absolute deity, which expression comes from and is truly representative of his inner being, that of absolute deity, and who did not, after weighing the facts, consider it a treasure to be clutched and retained at all hazards, this being on an equality with deity in the expression of the divine essence, but himself he emptied, himself he made void, having taken the outward expression of a bond slave, which expression comes from and is truly representative of his nature as deity. Entering into a new state of existence, that of mankind, and being found to be in outward guise as man, he stooped very low, having become obedient to God the Father to the extent of death, even such a death as that upon a cross because of which voluntary act of supreme self-renunciation renunciation sorry god also super eminently god also super eminently exalted him to the highest rank and power and graciously bestowed upon him the name, the name which is above every name, in order that in recognition of the name, all which the Lord Jesus is in his person and work, which Jesus possesses, every knee should bow of, of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth, and in order that every tongue should plainly and openly agree to the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord, resulting in the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved ones, as you always obeyed, not only, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, carry to its ultimate conclusion, likeness to the Lord Jesus, your own salvation with a wholesome, serious caution and trembling. For God is the one who is constantly putting forth his energy in you, both in the form of you being desirous of and of your doing his good pleasure. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so what we're seeing here, if we compare the two versions, 
most people are familiar with the King James Version, but they're not very familiar with the uh, Kenneth S. Wiest Version. If you don't have this version, I highly recommend that you get this version because it really brings out some things in the scripture that maybe we could just glance over in the KJV. Kind of like the KJV and the Amplified, but the Wiest Version is a direct translation so it's going to bring out some more words. Okay, and when I say that, I mean to say that for one particular Greek word, there are so many expressions, like, well, one English word. There's different words in the Greek. For example, in verse 12 and 13 of Philippians chapter 2 here, we're looking at the word work, okay? And a lot of people know the verse that says, work out your own salvation. And it's been said and it's been preached that, oh, these are the works that you have to do. And if you don't um, behave yourself, right, then you're not working out your own salvation. It's a work to abstain from sin and it's a work to do this. And you have to do it because you're working out your salvation that way. And that is not actually what the scriptures are saying here, which a lot of people would say, hey, that's her that's hearsay. Uh, that's heresy. That's you're a heretic for saying this. This is not what the Bible is saying. It clearly says work out your own salvation. Okay, I understand that it clearly says work out your own salvation. But what a lot of people don't understand is the word work um, in verse 12 comes from the Greek word that looks like a word called category. It's like catacharisma. I can't really say it. I don't speak Greek, so I'm not going to pretend to. But it looks like the word categories. It's actually spelled with a K, though. And then the word work in verse 13 is from a Greek word, energio, that looks like the word energy. So that's one thing I love about the Wiest version here. If I just read those two verses, where in uh, verse 12 and 13, in the King James, verse 12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And in the Wiest, I'll just read the last part where it says, work out your own salvation. In the Wiest version, it says, um, carry to its ultimate conclusion, likeness to the Lord Jesus, your own salvation, with a wholesome, serious caution and trembling. Okay, and then verse 13 says in the King James Version, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And in the Wiest Version in verse 13, it says, For God is the one who is constantly putting forth his energy in you, both in the form of your being desirous of and of your doing his good pleasure. 
So when we look at the two of these and we compare them, we can see that the word work in verse 12 is actually carrying to its ultimate conclusion. Or one of the ways I like to look at it is like working out a math problem. Like the problem is already there. It's already, it already has a solution. And this, even if the solution is actually there, because you see in the gospel that you are made into the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you see that the blood of Jesus is enough to cover and to um, perfect those that are sanctified forever, right? In Hebrews, it says that. I think that's Hebrews chapter 10. And we can see that, and we know the blood of Jesus is more powerful than any sin that we could ever commit. We know that the blood of Jesus is worth more than the sum of all of our unrighteousness. And so therefore, we know that because the Lord says it, that at salvation, we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 12. 21. You can read that whole section, 17 through 21. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things are of God. It's just an amazing, an amazing passage of scripture that tells us that we're righteous before God. And so in light and in estimation of who Jesus Christ is, in light and in estimation of all that Jesus Christ has already done, um, we can carry our salvation to its ultimate conclusion, to the likeness of the Lord Jesus. We can carry to its ultimate conclusion. In other words, we can say we really are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And it says to do this with a wholesome, serious caution and trembling, or in other words, to do this with fear and trembling. And what does that mean by fear and trembling? That's that reverence to God and to be in awe of how God has taken us from a very sinful state. In fact, Many of us have willfully sinned even after we've been born again. People are willfully sinning even after they're born again. If you tell a lie, you are willfully sinning after you're born again. Um, and what we have to do is not take the time to feel guilty about that. I'm not saying don't repent. Um, if you've done wrong, you should repent before God. But I'm saying don't waste your time feeling guilty about it. Come and carry your salvation to its ultimate conclusion and recognize that even though you have messed up, the blood of Jesus has completely cleansed you from all unrighteousness and you can carry to its ultimate conclusion in the estimation of all Jesus is and all he's ever done that you really are saved. And then in verse 13, it says, for God is the one who is constantly putting forth his energy in you. And I think that's really important to see that it's God who's the one that is constantly, constantly putting forth his energy in you and I. This is important because we don't, most of us, we don't try to sin, but we do make mistakes. And if we understand that 
God is constantly putting forth his energy in us. Constantly. Constantly. Isn't that amazing? I think that's just a beautiful truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's constantly putting forth his energy in us. And then it goes on to say, that is, oh, that word energerio also is the, um, the power and the energy to transform from one state of being to another. So we can easily carry to its ultimate conclusion our own salvation, that we are righteous before God because it's God who is putting forth his energy to transform us. In fact, he's constantly putting forth his energy to transform us from one state of being into another. He's constantly putting forth his energy to take us from where we are so that we can look more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing. And then it goes on to say, um, both in the form of your being desirous of and of your doing his goodwill and his pleasure. So God is putting forth his energy to cause us to both be desirous of doing his will and the actual doing of it. So we can definitely conclude that we are children of God, we are saved, we are the righteousness of God, and that we will to do God's good will. We want the mind of Christ in us, that, and we can let that rule in us that God is constantly putting forth his energy to transform us from one state of being to the other in the form of us being desirous of doing his will and doing the actual doing of his will. So what does that mean for us practically when we are, let's say, laying in bed or sitting on the couch or crying in the car and we're thinking we really don't want to do the will of God because we really want to do our own thing? Well, it's time to acknowledge something good in us. In fact, um, Philemon says in verse 6 that the communication of our faith becomes effectual or effective by acknowledging every good thing in us. And one good thing that we have in us is God's energy constantly working in us and working towards us, transforming us from one state of being to another, both in are both causing us to be desirous of doing his will and actually doing it. So when you're sitting on the couch or laying in bed or crying in the car or wherever you are um, doing whatever you're doing and you're wondering to yourself now, why don't I feel like doing the will of God? What is wrong with me? Now it's time to do uh, Philemon verse 6 where it said, it's only one chapter. So verse 6 where it says, the communication of our faith becomes effectual by acknowledging every good thing in us. Okay, God, your power is in me. You are constantly putting forth your energy in me, both to will and to do, to, to want to be desirous of doing your will and the actual doing of it. God, you are actually changing me from one state of being into another. You are forming and fashioning Christ Jesus inside of me, and I 
and the righteousness of you, God, because of Christ Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus. This is who I am. I am working out my own salvation. I'm coming to the ultimate conclusion that I really am a child of God, that I really am righteous before God, that I really do desire to do your will, God, and that I really will do your will because you are putting forth your energy in me. And I thank you, God, for it. You know, brothers and sisters in Christ, the thing about the energy of God is it's all powerful. Like there's no energy shortage with God. God's power in us, working in us, transforming us. God doesn't miss a thing. He's all knowing, all seeing and ever present. Like he never misses a thing. You'll never have to stand before God and worry about the skeletons in your closet because he already knows about the skeletons in your closet. All of those hidden secret sins or secret things that you think that, you know, are holding you back from God. I have good news for you today. God already knows about them and he still called you. He still called you righteous. He still said he's putting forth, constantly putting forth his energy in you, both to will and to be desirous of and to do his good pleasure. And I think that is the best news ever. Amen. So this is not something that we always hear in church. You will hear it in my church at Karis Christian Church, and you will hear it at some churches, but you won't hear it a lot, unfortunately. But this is the gospel. This is a part of it. This is the truth of the word of God. And it's all because of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. We give him the glory. Amen. So, um, You've listened to what you won't hear in church on Bold Identity, Bold Belief. I'm your host, Cindy Carpenter. Um, You can catch me on Anchor here, on Apple Podcasts, anywhere, Spotify, where you listen to your favorite podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to these podcasts. You can also go to the website at fromtheirstandpoint.com. That's from T-H-E-I-R standpoint.com. And you can see my podcast there. You can see um, we have blogs there also. My brother has a podcast there. It's just a phenomenal podcast. Um, And, you know, if you have a podcast that you would like to have hosted on from their standpoint, you can contact us right there on the website. We'd be happy to uh, discuss that with you. And um, we're just really excited about all God is doing. You also, there's some also web uh, podcasts on there about uh, better together and that's my brother and I doing a podcast together or the family and coming up we're really excited about what we're going to be doing for better together this year Um, I'm super excited if it goes the way we think it's going to go it's going to be uh, discussions about the word of God that we're going to record and um, put out and I will be releasing them on my podcast and he will be releasing them on his as well so you can subscribe to um, this and let me know what this word has done for you let me know um, how it's being you know setting you free in so many ways and what the Lord is doing in your life Um, I would love to hear from you Okay, that wraps up this episode and I will talk to you next time.